Welcome back. Key the lake. That's yeah. Welcome back to the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast. Now with the mention of whiskey in its title. Hey, this is Jake coming live from our West Coast studios, if you will, in Glen Ellen, Illinois. West because it's west of my home in Chicago. Is it the coast? No, we're still in the no coast area of the world. But we will call this <laughs> Key in the Lake International Studios hyphen West because Steve Malloy's office is the epitome of what you want for a recording a whiskey podcast because what a we're surrounded by whiskey b mm-hmm. we're surrounded by i don't know what those things on the wall are and c we're surrounded Campari by great posters. mirrors great 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 mirrors mirrors yeah. you may have heard of on previous podcasts maybe not heard them how did you describe them oh they're very pornographic yeah. just go morocco baby <laughs> I believe that one owner of one distillery in Kentucky said they'd be great mirrors to do lines of cocaine off of. I can't remember if that was on air or not, wow. so I'll not All say right. who that was. <laughs> oh, I can't uh, wait to find out who that was. You gravity. were here. You were here. So Gravity notwithstanding, yes. Yes. Um, with us today is obviously Stephen Malloy, Stephen H.P. Malloy of the Great <laughs> Malloys. I don't know why, but I feel like you really fit very well if your initials were Stephen H.P., H for the Hewitt and P for the Packard. It's never too late. Okay, thank you. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for letting me be thanks, here. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, also, so with us today is now a man who's had his wife on the podcast, and I think the first guest host, however you want to detail yourself, I can say, hey, my wife's been also been on the podcast, <laughs> Mr. Eric Rosentreter. That was a great episode. I only do great episodes. She, and she, oh, does, yeah. she does not listen to podcasts either. Uh, we were in the middle of the Milwaukee Whiskey Fest, and she just disappeared. I figured she was running around oh, uh, chatting with people. Yeah. Uh, I was at my table. And she comes up, is like, I just sat with Jake and did a podcast. I'm like, that's awesome. For that's cool. A long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a great episode. Um, thank you. And I was, I didn't know she ha- didn't have a table until like an hour into our podcast. I'm like, do you need to get back to your table? And she's like, Oh no, I'm she just did? here with Eric. Oh, I'm like, okay. Oh. Yeah, okay. I just came up. She's tagging along. I'm like, nice. uh, Samson, sir. With the dogs. With the dogs. With the dogs. They pooped from the ground. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do happen. That. That'll happen. Samson and Siri couldn't shell out the big bucks, huh? <laughs> yes. I'll, make, I'll let you speak on that. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. No. No. I mean, I'm putting you in an awkward position. I'm going to stop doing that. That's not very nice. Um, how is the old elk in- industry these days, Eric? Well, that's great. Um, we're definitely feeling, um, definitely feeling uh, kind of festival fatigue. Um, I don't know how you guys have been, but um, it's it's been just like the first full swing in year uh, since basically before the pandemic and just two to three to four up to five events per week. It's exhausting on top of the nine to five that we do as well. So it's uh, it seems like it's sorry. Like, I just scheduled something with you. No, no, no. I'd like to I'd like to <laughs> an event. It's just like every town has a whiskey bar now every city wants to have a whiskey fest it's just it's a bit much uh and so a whiskey fest (laughs) a whiskey fest uh (laughs) trademark pending um that it's 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 at the point where i'm trying to see the forest through the trees again like what's what's worth doing what's not worth doing obviously retail partners for us are very very important um, That's right. A little iffy. I like three varies there. <laughs> oh, it is getting to that time of year, but the uh, the end is in sight. Well, it's a built-in direct-to-consumer advantage that we have with retail partners versus standing behind a table. And gee, I really hope they buy my whiskey someday. Yeah. For me, I'm a, I'm a sucker for provable ROI. If I'm spending mm-hmm. budget money behind that, 
Mm-hmm. So I like to walk away from something like with a right. retailer Some at Malloy's yeah. uh, on the 25th. Do mm-hmm. we like that at 25th? Yep. What's happening um, then? Barrel release here with Old Elk. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, going to be doing samples right here. Tasting some crazy stuff. Uh, some stuff that is crazy not stuff. available anymore, possibly. Um, I like what I'm hearing. Yeah, uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go crazy with it. It's the holidays. Yeah. go big or go home. Yeah, I was gonna and, do the same thing for mine on December 6th. Seventh, right? Seventh, seventh, seventh. Thursday. Garrett texts me. He's like, "Hey, are we doing whiskey class on December 6th? I'm like, "No, we are not actually." <laughs> Must be that other Australian distillery you're talking to. Um, we were talking February because I will be in Glen Ellen on Thursday night. Yes. No need to be in there two nights in a row. That's right. No. You can, you, yeah, I'm t- I'm tired of Garrett piggybacking off my events. I'm guessing that's what it was. Did he? Did you guys talk about it? And then he's like, oh, "I don't think so." Okay. No. Okay. I mean, that actually, no. might have been a real I think mistake. He just... I think he gets alerts every time I update my webpage. Mm. And he's like, oh, so they're going to be out here. Mm-hmm. I go a day before them. Mm. If you're listening to this, Garrett, I'm on to you. Funny enough, there is another Australian distiller that reached out to me about having them on the podcast. Oh, oh cool. Which okay. one? Uh, Morris. Oh. Don't they're know new to the market. Um, they launched, I want to say, about a year ago in the U.S., softly. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they actually have any real boots on the ground other than their distributor partners yeah, market. Are, are they, are they but, single yeah. malt or mm-hmm. yeah single okay. malt um it's a tough market also to wine cast mm-hmm. no, really yeah they oh, uh barrel so, aged so totally they do the same vibe as star Wars. similar similar they come for the the distillery is a part is they the owners are have a bit of vineyard for i think a couple generations of the family hmm. and they started distilling again and from what Dave has told me about them, I believe they were pre-1930s-ish, so pre-Prohibition in America mm. distilling, and mm-hmm. then just cool. faded out, and they revived it recently. That's mm-hmm. cool. So they do, I believe they do wine barrel maturation with wines that aren't their own, and they're a fortified wine distillery, and they so they do fortified finishes on top of being barrel-aged in wine barrels. Okay. Um, I had, okay. I've had two of their That's whiskeys. Cool. Their, uh, one was... I don't want to speak out of turn because I don't remember exactly. One was a little more heftier in price because of... They're I think not here. Was, Say whatever you want. No, no, no. I, 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 no, no, I just want to get it wrong because I liked one of them a lot. Okay. That was actually the only like $55 price range. Ooh. And there's one like in the $70, $75 price and that's range. that's a double finished I guess. whiskey at 55 bucks. That's pretty cool. I'm a, I, hey, I don't get paid by them. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> sounds like a 1099 situation to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of brands consulting. on this podcast that could uh, fall into that category. The learned people oh, call it consulting. Thanks to your company for sending me a nice little care package a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, we've, yeah. Been, we've been sprinkling them through. Uh, I know Chris Brand, uh, Blander got a bottle too. Never so it's him. just. He's dead to me. We're. <laughs> We're leaning into um, marketing a little bit more. I mean, what we did with Cigar Cut was light. I mean, not to be funny, but it was lightning in a bottle. That it, it, it lucky for us because we are so small, we were able to pivot. And I know that's I hate using that word, especially after the pandemic. But yeah, you hate um, it. But you use it more than anybody I know. Yeah, you and Matt Brown. <laughs> Fuck Matt Brown. <laughs> Matt Brown. Fuck Matt. R.I.P. Matt Brown. He is dead. <laughs> He's dead. And also fucked. Uh, but being able to rally around that um, has been a big advantage for us because it's we can do something different with it every time. Um, and especially with how much we play around with barrel finishing, mm-hmm. uh, extensive aging things. You know, it, it opened up a new uh, avenue for like LTOs. And I know LTOs are 
at least in my Steve, you could probably speak better to this. Uh, I'm I'm sensing a little consumer fatigue on LTOs. Huh. That's an interesting question. It it depends. I have an opinion. What it's from and what it is. Fair enough. But generally, diplomatic answer. Probably. I mean, I think I think it's really boils down to more economy than anything. Yeah, that's a big factor. And people have. You know, a lot of Tighten people have their... vast collections now. Yeah. Yeah, they but... realize that they should probably drink this stuff, so they have right. a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> right, exactly. Since you both know I never plan for these podcasts, and <clears> I just <throat> let the natural conversation take its course, I have a, I have two questions that come to the head that I no, would think no. would be a great conversation. Um, one based on LTOs and the other corresponding with single barrels. Mm-hmm. Are more people more... that one. Yeah. Well... I knew it. I knew it. You, you did know it. Yeah, here we go. We can really just be called <laughs> single barrel podcast um <laughs> this is a think piece on single barrels that's, mm. what, it's, that's what it's turned into now we're but, gonna lean in really close to the microphone yeah please do <laughs> it's easier to edit um are people more fatigued of ltos or single barrels you think i think mm. it's both yeah interesting i think it's i think they're fatigued with spending money i think so i too. think it's, i think it's you know i think it all dovetails together because your wife disagrees if you listen to the last pod or two podcasts ago with susan She's like people are still spending money. People are still buying single barrels. Uh, they, they, they are. Are. They are as long. And this is, of course, just my opinion. Um, that I, I think there is fatigue that happens around there if it's not backed up by anything. Um, if it's not backed up with brand muscle, mm. uh, doing an event, a release mm-hmm. event, and stuff yep. like that. You guys are obviously really great about it here at Malloy's. Um, They're okay. Doing doing those branded things and actually <laughs> actually showing very, up. Very very great. You know, and and actually yeah. developing partnerships. I think as yeah. long as that partnership is there, then it can maintain health. Mm-hmm. Um, for smaller brands, and I would never speak for you, Jake, but yeah, don't have events that. are <laughs> events are fantastic and all that. But it's also you're pu- putting that on top of our nine to five stuff as well. And while both of I know my my bosses are like, wow, you worked all weekend, uh, take a floater, you mm-hmm. know, during the week, and it's like that's cool. I love when that work-life balance is respected. Right. Okay. But our jobs don't shut down because we're tired. You know, and, and this might be just my personal fatigue coming through as well. Um, but loud and clear. No, just <laughs> I'm powerful tired balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> But getting out there and and backing it up. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, like our team sending out the cigar cut uh, bottles to people that we partner with and stuff like that. It's those mm-hmm. extra things that don't need to be done. Right. Right. But at the same point, do those extra niceties. Um, <clears throat> it pays like dividends that. down the road. It completely does. It's, it's, and it, yeah. it's very important. Just you know? stop flirting with me. If you want me to come work for you, just ask. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it does. I think it's it's a good touch to do. Obviously, I think sure. you're. I think Steve, you're right too. I I just think people have these have amassed collections, especially over the last three years, mm-hmm. three and a half years, and thinking like, okay, I gotta spend my money more wisely now. Mm-hmm. And there's so many barrel picks out there, as you mentioned, Eric. Mm-hmm. If I can do anything to support behind them, people aren't gonna know about them. Or there's a fatigue of another brand, another another new brand launching a single barrel program. You're like, oh, what's this? Is it intriguing enough to go? Not by the maker's mark you barrel you buy from your local retailer every single year mm-hmm. or your Buffalo Trace, whatever it may be. Right. To invest in the time into those are two up and comers. 70- we should watch yeah. them. They're gonna yeah. be big. They're gonna be big. <laughs> Maker may, makers 
Mark. Yes. Mark. Got it. Um, I've heard of them. Little spot out of Kentucky. <laughs> Not very big. Um, but they also have, <laughs> it's like you go to, you have the competition of a smaller brand, say average price, $70 for a single barrel. And where are you going to put your money? And it's a, it's a bigger mm-hmm. question than it was a few years ago. And people, for whatever reasons, um, had more money to spend. Yeah. And, and that's something I, I never really understood um, about the people that buy bottles to not open them. It's just like, what's the point? Um, there are certain bottles that you buy that can go up in value over the years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. That's, that's fine. Um, and I totally understand that. And I get that rarity is completely a flavor as well. But when you're buying like anything under a hundred bucks, let's just call it under a hundred bucks arbitrarily. And you're going to sit on it. And there are occasion whiskeys, whether it's, you know, that hundred dollar thing from whatever distillery that's sought after. Mm -hmm. Okay. Open that with your family on Christmas or Thanksgiving or Hanukkah Ooh. or whatever. Um, Hanukkah starts on December eighth. But like, what are they? <laughs> but like, what are they holding on to these bottles for? Otherwise, mm. you right. know, it's how many pictures have you seen of unopened, allocated bottles sitting in some douchebag's basement? Well, we were just talking it's about like, dude, course, like, who cares? Even like, today, we were sitting at the move. bar we were at earlier today, and there's so many unopened bottles of all this this huge collection, awesome collection yes. at a, at a yes. bar, and it's great to have that opportunity to try it. But when are you just over flooding your own back bar with stuff that is so expensive or so allocated? I guess, um, or kind of comes hand in hand that people aren't even opening those bottles. And then next to it, you have more bottles from smaller brands that aren't opened either, but you have the availability to like talk those brands up where people can read whatever on the internet to come get those more sought after collections. Right. And, and we're still in the infancy of whiskey blowing up and maturing because this market is at the end of its maturation to the point where you look at whether it's, uh, you know, a, a Ten thousand dollar bottle of what is it, Eagle Rare or whatever? Twenty five years. Twenty five years. Yeah, which is which is awesome. I, I saw that, and immediately my cynical asshole self went to like, oh, these fucking guys. But then I looked at it uh, arbitrary. You know, I stood back and looked at it. I'm like, well, this is opening up a new conversation in America. Mm-hmm. Decided to buy it. I did. I, <laughs> I bought seven of them. Um, <laughs> Got a second mortgage. Yes. Uh, nice. Considering my generation probably won't get social security, I've got seven models <laughs> of Eagle Rare 25. It's going to be fine. Um, but you look, it's it's opening up a broader conversation. And I'm waiting for that conversation to, for one, hopefully materialize in that, like, you know, single malt scotches are selling for certain single malt scotches are selling mm-hmm. for millions of dollars right now. It's crazy at auction. So, whatever. Yeah. But that's really cool. And, and but it also leads to like okay can anybody else other than buffalo trace accomplish that mm. right oh right or it, how far is that stone going to roll down roll down the hill and be like hey we you fuckers just put blands on the shelf for 300 bucks <laughs> and see who still buys it cuz people are doing it mm-hmm. and it's just like rare things cost more and at the end of the day with how many wealth of brands that you yeah. can obviously speak to more than i can steve mm-hmm that like I agree. okay can you Steve. just put it on the shelf for secondary pricing let whoever wants to buy it buy it there are some stores yeah. that do that too and they're just like we don't care if they roast us on facebook i'd love that oh yeah yeah that oh i like, love that too yeah it's, it's it makes so, us look so much better well, especially have, with independent businesses you, know, you msrp that, like, you look you look at better okay so you look at better because you actually have the fairer price yes yeah, yeah. oh i love those places there's, there's a few around us 
Mm-hmm. And I, I know for a fact some good customers go there when they're desperate. You know, sure. it's like I, somebody wrote me the other day. I was like, I hate it, but I but I spent 300 bucks on Weller Foolproof. I'm like, what? Okay, well, that's sad. Um, uh, you know, but you for go, the most part. You go, to a, you go to a bar in Chicago that has a barrel pickup and get it for 120 yeah, bucks. There you go. Exactly. Um, There's that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, those but places think, make us look better and help us build uh, regular clientele that rely on us for good prices. See, and that's, and that's what you can do. Uh, yeah. You do that. Um, it's, I know it's not Gene, worth, Gene at Warehouse mm-hmm. does that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's either you're going to either cultivate an audience, cultivate yep. your regulars, uh, have your people that support your business that mm-hmm. don't just come in looking for their trophy pick that they're going to yep. take. Or, you know, or just put it out there for secondary pricing. Every Which, account I go into that has whatever it is for secondary pricing, I love seeing that. Mm-hmm. It's like cool, man. I love you. when people post the pictures and say, you know, look at this shit. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like it's like to yeah, look. Please, look after, at speaking after of they disco buy mirror, it or before, like this, no, no, like yeah, here's the, the glass case. The, well, and yeah. that's you know, that's a bigger thing the about, museum. about social media <laughs> exactly. too is that you yeah. can't hold the mirror up to these people and be like, right. this is your fault, mm-hmm. um, because rarity again is not only a flavor but more desired scarcely produced things cost mm-hmm. more that's right. just yeah. economics right. Right. like literally well, economics and, so, and, for, and for i see the rationale of going over msrp to a point sure because sure. to get some of those things you have to play ball right, right. and you well, have to bring an interesting in topic what are you talking well, about steve oh i don't know what i'm talking about but <laughs> we all know what i'm talking about Fuck. um just look at all the fireball in 99 downstairs oh um i'll be buying that tonight so <laughs> No, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, buying certain things gets you, scores you favor to get access to other things. And it's, sure you know, it's not supposed to be that way, but it, it is, a, and it all sells for the most part. So it, you know, sure. I don't have any super qualms with it, but, yeah. um, I but I, I do see some logic to like i'm gonna bump up the price a little bit definitely because i had to jump through these hoops is to well, get it and, and it's like, as, okay. as long as it's done fairly too right. you look right. at um, right. what buffalo trace breaking up with rndc <laughs> in texas <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah to the point where they're a new distributor which i think is beer based beer based yeah Budweiser. um they're strictly doing it by the numbers yeah. they are not playing yeah. favorites right. at all because right. yep. of basically the antitrust issues that they were going into mm-hmm. yeah and just being like, okay, well, it's literally, a, I would imagine, some sort of just form that yeah. they have. Some sort of well, spreadsheet that, that they that's, pilot it. That's in. what our distributor is now doing also with, at least with the basic five. That's awesome. Um, it's just an algorithm. Sure. It's, it's yeah. yeah you're Because it wasn't like You're buying this stuff time. regularly. Here's where you, you know, yeah. here's here's your allocation for the month. Bump. Yep. Doesn't that, doesn't that hurt, so. hurt bars, though, that can't bring in as much allocation as a, a retailer that wants to I have I don't know. A I mean, collection? I know a couple of a couple bars that are able to dip pretty heavy by having, you know, a certain brand on the menu or using it as the oh, well yeah. vodka or something like that. Yeah, and it's, they, it's not an apples they, to apples They score thing. a ton no of... No paying to play, though. No paying to play. I'm sure there's not any pay to play happening in there at all. No, um, I'm not aware of that ever happening. No, but you look uh, at I mean, you look on, on the on premise. Huh? It's not an apples. To it doesn't happen here. It's not an apples not, to no, apples know, thing. It's more of like an equivocation of what would be in retail to yeah. what would amass a similar depletion scale to the um, to the off premise as yeah. well. And I guess it's more. I guess that's where the opportunity arises for smaller brands to come through the cracks. It's like. 
analyzing anybody like your, your opponent in sports be like, okay, well they're bigger and they're stronger than us, but we're faster and smaller. So let's build an offense based around their, their height and their weight to get around them in that sense. That's right. So there's smaller, there's ways for brands to come in of our size, but okay. If, if distributors aren't going to, are only going to be based on the numbers versus on the actual relationship, which they can do whatever they want. That's an opportunity for smaller brands to come into play and be like, okay, well, we'll fill the gaps. There's there's always a little wiggle room um, in in everything um, because that's what she said. That's yes. <laughs> um, Susan always would be, very, Susan room, would be huh? very proud for you sneaking that in, by the way. Um, that's also what that she a good said. Day. Oh, <laughs> it was one time in college. <laughs> um, but having that. That ability to go in there, build a relationship, and have that actually matter, because there's places that'll that'll, and I'm sure you've heard this, Jake too, that'll just say no, and I'm like, cool, thanks for being honest. Oh, now yeah. I know not to waste my time here. Presenting your brand. Yeah, exactly yeah. right, mm-hmm. and, and I appreciate. I'm no, okay always, with saying no. Yeah, like just don't leave me on. Yeah, like don't rub the don't rub the lamp if you don't want the genie to come out, sort of thing. Like, like come on. That's what she said. Holding back. <laughs> that was right over the plate for you. Thank um, you, Steve. I was holding, holding that was back. Low holding back. Fruit, I grabbed one. it. Um, <laughs> That's also what she said. Yeah, no, it's all. <laughs> or she did. We're children. Um, yeah, I always hate when brand bars or retailers, anybody, I guess, you're trying to sell your brand to leads you on, especially whiskey sure. clubs. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, we don't have to Let's go. beat this we don't, horse. We don't, have to go down, we don't have to go down that route. For all the whiskey club listeners out there. Okay. <laughs> well, for one, too, like I enjoy having those challenging conversations with yeah. people. Not confrontational conversations, no. but like people that ask me for um, cigar cut. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to need to have those conversations of, hey, we want the new shiny thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, great. Um, thank you. That's a huge compliment um, wherever it's coming from. But it's just like take that opportunity to not demand that they do this, but be like, hey, you also know we have all these other products as well. Can I set a meeting with you? I'd love to taste you out yeah. on our portfolio and taking that opportunity to put it on them mm-hmm. to choose whether or not they want a relationship. Sure. You, you think you can sell four cases of our new cigar cut? Uh, well, here you go, chief. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I, I think I can... Yeah, well, exactly right. But, but like, or challenge, but challenge accepted, or yeah. you can take this opportunity, or we can take this opportunity to maybe expand our shelf set, expand our presence, and grow mm. our relationship out of this. Uh-huh. Do an event or something like that, or whatever, or not. Yeah. Some places aren't allowed to have events Somewhere or not. serve. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking? Who are you talking about? Allowed to have an event. Oh. I just don't want us to have a bar. Why don't, so you, why don't have, you have a bar? This is the old So elk. this is the pit. Oh, well, Jake's still working, so I wasn't going to. Oh, no. Um, go ahead. I know what it tastes like. You weren't here. It's true. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> bitch. What? I never forgot. You were invited before. that day. I was doing my own job. <laughs> you were doing stuff. That's fair. That's fair. Instead of coming to meet Greg Metz. I had recorded a two-hour podcast with him the day before. That was one of the best and, episodes and of anything I've ever heard. Too. I was talking that episode with with you guys at Franklin Room. Um, that was not that to, was not awesome. to shine you on, but that was um, that was like some nth degree nerd shit. <laughs> I uh, it was it was super interesting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. how he views whiskey and kind of judges whiskey and 
yeah. you know, sees, looks for negatives rather than, you know, most people like, oh, I'm getting yeah. this that I like and this that I like and this. No, deductive but, tasting. You know, yeah, yeah deductive yeah, yeah. tasting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good term. It's always really sure. great when you meet people that try to act like that, that don't have the actual knowledge or the actual experience of what Greg has. And they try to act like they take, try to taste your the imperfections, if you will, of your whiskey. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what you're saying. And also, um, I taste this stuff every single day and I have never tasted that. So well, sure. I mean, it's, I mean, when I was at BTI, there was, and we were cultivating, um, it was when I was transitioning away from Delilah's right before I started doing brand work. Oh, I didn't know that. And beverage testing Institute. Yes. Beverage oh, wow. testing Institute. Uh, I was the tasting and production coordinator with them for a year. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And doing that, like if people would come in wearing like a strong scent, whether it's an aftershave or cologne or perfume, yeah, we wouldn't let them in the tasting room. Well, uh, um, also too, with, with newer people as part of my job to go out and try and get new judges and panelists to come in from our industry yeah. and be like, do you want to participate in grade and audit and blah, blah, blah. And I would advise people to like, do you drink coffee in the morning? Mm-hmm. Okay. On the morning of don't have cream because lactic acid is going to yeah. impress upon your tasting perception, stuff like that. It's it's more complicated than people think. Yeah, I'm just talking about the douchebags. <laughs> let's not let's not talk about the douchebags. I was referring to them, I guess. There's so many I'm, douchebags. I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to talk about them. <laughs> but oh, what was I gonna say? Beverage Testing Institute invited many times. An official invite? Not so much. Not so much. It was just a. You should come by. It's before. Would your... you want to come here and do one? Sure. And then nothing. Nothing. It's okay. Before I don't any... have a good palate, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Terrible. I don't. Terrible I don't think I do. What? I think I've burnt my palate out on mm-hmm. coffee hmm. and Diet Coke. Mm. And that'll do it. That'll do it. Fake sugar. <laughs> and <laughs> soda water. Soda water. And <laughs> high life. No. Mm. Mm. Pretty watery. This is the I mean, I'm starts. drinking a Montucky cold snack, so Hell yeah, it's basically it's basically high life. Yeah. Best van in, in the industry. Have you ever seen one of their vans? No, I haven't. They have like old Chevys, like the what that G G series? The Chevy, the vans? Uh I can't remember. Um, but they have those old like nineteen eighties vans. Um, oh, so it was like the old rock and ride van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah cool. Yeah. All right. The rock and ride van. It's cool. Tasting, tasting confused. Like, yeah, look it's, to it's, it. yeah, it's painted yeah. blue and it has the mountain uh, logo across it and the horse in the back. So, yeah. Very nicely done, Montucky. <laughs> <laughs> Sells well in Nashville. I'm sure it does. Yep. Well, that's all I have. <laughs> okay, so I feel, like, I, feel, I, feel like, I, I feel like Eric and I had about three podcasts over this afternoon, uh, hanging out at a no, couple of establishments. No, no, no. Guys, we we didn't talk about a lot of industry stuff. I mean, we you know we were talking about like. Oh, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. No oh, good. Um, would if yes, you are real, if you are a brand coming into the American market, no would you would you have a single barrel program or not? A new brand coming in? New brand to the market. Like uh, like a World Whiskey or an established brand opening up in the American market for the first time. 
I, d- I mean, it depends. It depends on it's price. Multifaceted. Do you think you know, it's? it's gotta... do, you, do you think that you have to have one? No, no, absolutely oh, not. Interesting. No, no. It helps. Do they? Before I say their name. Uh, they do. They do. It's a rarity, but yes. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah, we're going to Denmark to pick one. Yeah, that's come right. On now, duh, I forgot. <laughs> do you really? I mean, that's our goal. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just want to go to Denmark. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I, but did, did, I didn't good. know until hanging out with all of our Danish friends so much that uh, there's no snow in Denmark. No. It's like Scotland. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the rest of Scandinavia. Crazy. Then you look at a map and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Look at that longitude. And I mean, my, my kin did swim across those seas. to. It's high time you do it. Yeah. Whilst picking a barrel. Yeah. I like to go back and forth between either I'm Norwegian or I'm Italian. Mm. Hmm. Mm. They're pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Are they? No, not at all. <laughs> welcome well, welcome half, to the joke. Half my family's Italian, half my family's Norwegian. Okay. But I grew up closer to my grandparents from Italy, so that this kind of always okay. took more of my life. That's funny. Half my family is Irish and the other half is Irish. That's not funny, actually. <laughs> There's nothing funny about that. I'm out of here. So anyway, back to my question. Why would you think it's not necessary for a brand to have a single barrel program? I don't think it's a, it's a necessity. I mean, it depends on the brand, depends what they're putting out. Hmm. But I don't think Their price it's, point, where they want to yeah, live. Price like point I mean, by too much or too or friendly enough for the people to purchase I mean, it. You, you have to figure out where to build your brand. Where are you going to build your brand? Right. Um, you look at on-premise versus off-premise, obviously two totally different animals. And sprinkling bottles around is easy. Getting people to drink those bottles after being sprinkled, that's that's what builds a brand. It yes. is like sitting on a bar doesn't do anybody any good, especially if it's a an esoteric new brand from a country not, knowing, not being known for producing mm-hmm. a specific kind of spirit. You start somewhere mm-hmm. and... Um, uh, it came up in the Dancing Goat podcast. Like, I hate those guys. They're terrible Ugh. people and should be avoided at all costs. I really think uh, that they should they, just how like nice they no, are. But, they, but they, you guys echoed that so many times in that in that episode that like you know <clears throat> own, own your yard before you buy the block, like sort of thing. Yep. Right. And I think that's important. Well, I mean, you, and however you need to do that. It, it was funny before. I feel like I even knew anything. Well, I shouldn't say I didn't know anything, but before I felt like I my my thoughts and my opinions were accurate you know like i just had these these thoughts and wasn't having a podcast was in a very myopic frame of the brand that i worked for at the time that because wilson and i had these conversations at cobalt all the time sure like why are we trying to expand so far when like we don't even own chicago because back then a few mm. and journeymen were just as prevalent on cocktail mm-hmm. menus and placements uh as cobalt was and sure, and at the same time, Paul from Few was expanding globally as well and did it with success. Well, we were all we he, were all doing it together. Yeah, but Paul was actually going. He was going to Japan. He oh, was going so to we. England and we, stuff like that. We had that. a full time. We would. They Guys still have a full time employee in Japan. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? If had a full time employee in Japan for a decade, no she's kidding. awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. No shit. It's crazy that a microphone's ten feet away from you when you're saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry about yeah. That. No, we no in. Uh, uh, the owners went over to Europe for about eight weeks every summer. Hmm. Um, and then we opened our own distribution. Like 
Cobalt is their own distribution network in Europe. Right, right. They, so, but it wasn't, it, that wasn't, with the, we understood that part of it. It was more about the U.S. Like, why are we trying to do stuff in states where we don't have boots on the ground? Mm-hmm. Why are we trying to, yeah. like, do all this work in a certain market when we haven't even overridden Chicago yet? And this is before, this is, like, the, the precipice of the Sazerac, like, just blow up. Right. It wasn't, like, people, you could still buy Pappy 23 for, like, $120. Yeah, I, I remember when these brands were emerging, and... It was you were either making your own whiskey um, mm-hmm. as a craft distillery, yep, and having it be fairly expensive, yep, for yeah. what it was, very expensive, um, and usually not very good. This isn't a commentary on Koval specifically, but usually it drank like young whiskey in a small yeah. barrel mm-hmm. um, that hadn't been dialed in yet, but or people didn't know what that taste was at the time, or. You were sourcing whiskey what? back when that was no. a boogeyman. Oh, um, and you had the, a story about the how it's the grandfather's been... recipe. Yeah, and... exactly. Dude, I had a guy just tell me that Wisconsin Whiskey Fest. I don't remember the brand's name. I would say if I remembered. He's like, well, you have the oldest distillery in Lexington since 18-something, blah, blah, blah. And he goes on his whole pitch for two minutes. And then right. Then I go, I just go straight up to him. When did you just start distilling? Oh, two years ago. Like, tell that story. I don't right, care about right. the story. Right. It, it was before transparency was championed like it is today. Yeah, Nowadays, yeah. like, oh, well, we source stuff, and people understand a lot more about what sourcing contracts with distilleries mm-hmm. are. Right. It's not, hey, we're pulling up and starting up Malloy's Whiskey. We're not mm-hmm. going to rent a truck and I say, hey, Malloy's MGP, whiskey. what do you got mm-hmm. today? Like, it, yeah. it's not that it's like simple. You know when I want to hear a brand story? When you're like our last guest in the podcast, Liz Henry, I want to hear that story. Fuck yeah, Liz because, Henry rules. Because you're you're literally making everything your own. It's mm-hmm. coming from the ground that you where you live. And they're nerds about it. Right. I mean, yeah. how many how many heritage super solid? You know what? Heritage don't hear about? corn speed? dancing fucking goat. Ugh. That Moss family. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Moss. Whatever. <laughs> Brady Moss. It's okay. No one has, knows how to say my last name, so I do. Well, but it's Susan. Run, it's it's Susan runs into that all the time with working for Few. Is that she runs into people Never that had it. it years ago, and it's so like they remember it as the more expensive, different version than what it is today. I don't want to say better or worse because that's subjective bullshit. Mm-hmm. But the people are like, yeah, I don't like that. And Susan, being the velvet sledgehammer that she is. Ooh. Well, she'd like be it. like, she'll tell them to just be like, just fucking try it, because there's no harm mm-hmm. in just trying yep. it, and it is it's different than it was when it started, yeah. as one would expect. Oh, that's that, very that's different. What I don't get when people say, "Oh, it's gotten better," as like a negative thing. Like, what do you think is going to happen with a small? What, what did you right, think right. Jim Beam and Maker's Mark? Never right. Heard of them. What do you think these brands did? Like, do you think it came out the way it is now? Like, do you think? Eagle Rare was like the most amazing whiskey. It's, well, it's not, but it's good. I love Eagle Rare. But Just wait till like, he's right at 25 year. Yeah, well, it, well, it's finding where, guy. it's finding <laughs> where. It has seven of them. It's finding where craft innovation, and, and this has been happening in beer, it's finding where craft innovation can actually live and exist in its own ecosystem as opposed to having innovation happen with a big brand or big producer distillery. Mm-hmm. So if craft does something and it's successful, the big guys are going to come in and do it better, faster, yeah. and yeah. cheaper. And they do constantly. Constantly. Yep. And it's it's just one of those things that, it, like, I don't know if the, the seven listeners that are listening to this, 
Um, wow, we've lost listeners. It's 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 <laughs> it's stepping back and looking at the industry objectively. I mean, our faces are so close to the Monet every, every day mm-hmm. that like stepping back and looking at a shelf set, um, <laughs> or it's like okay, this big producer all of a sudden has a single malt That's out of one. nowhere. <laughs> Why? Because probably shelf space to occupy that yep. shelf space, right? But also too to be like, well, we heard maybe this North Carolina distillery did it and people liked it, mm-hmm. so let's do it too. Mm. It's I don't and I don't know how their internal any big guys internal structures work thankfully but <laughs> they're obviously paying attention to the smaller guys sure which is crazy to think about because the the big guys are so loud I remember they're so loud and so are their fans yeah which is right but challenging if, to deal with but people taste but if they are, see something if they see lightning in a the bottle they're gonna say oh, they, we can make some big, cash there big guys came to Cobalt all the time really really yeah. They're like, what's what are you guys doing here? Like, yeah, just be like, sounds kind of rude. Want a tour? Get the hell out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was usually planned, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I remember when the Beam team came in, and then my wife started working for them like the next year. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I remember you from I'm like what? They're like, oh, we came to your office. I'm like, oh yeah, you did. Just it's like steal our secrets. Just, they like they're interested. They're like, what what are you guys doing here? And it might be just like the local people from the from the headquarters, sure. Not the stilling people, but yeah, there's no harm in that. No, I mean, we do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I well, <laughs> I think a lot of people are thrown off when I tell them I work for a brand when I'm at a distillery. Um, you might have seen that a few times up up close. I did work. see that. Like, they don't mind though. It's just like, no. Oh. They also never okay. have heard of it. I, oh, well, I feel that's, like that's yeah. part of it. <laughs> well, I mean, they're and then they're, they're like, in the Kentucky bubble. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's funny though, like. Um, when people do see me as whatever a personality on the internet, although I don't think my personality really comes through on the internet, it comes through in the flesh, yeah. loud and clear. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, "Oh, you work for a brand too?" It's like, "Yeah, a part-time thing." It's like, "No, that's that's the full-time gig." <laughs> and then they tell them it's Australian. They're like, "Ah, oh, much like I always feel like I'm like a, someone's little brother that they don't know like we make world class whiskey right. and cuz they never heard of it and that's my fault you know as a brand rep they should know about it's it it's your fault or <laughs> it's or your the job to or the fact everyone. that we don't want to work with big corporations i mean that that's a very personal choice for me i don't want to work in big whiskey i'd rather work with hey, a heaven, smaller heaven team hell if you're listening i'm up for, i'm always open for a talk <laughs> <laughs> well that's it's actually funny um I've been told recently by multiple brands that like I'm this is too problematic for me to go to a brand, their brands. Doing a podcast, doing Keen the Lake, the way we do it. Really? Um, didn't a friend of ours run into that recently? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know if we should talk about that. No, I. We'll let the we'll let the listeners decide. I don't we know. can bring it up in the next episode of Keen the Lake um, podcast. Now with whiskey I can't in its wait. title. No, that person. That person. I don't. They were pretty upfront about it. Right. <laughs> but, but it ended up being a conflict of interest. Well, they were upfront why they left the this industry. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, some people that are extremely knowledgeable uh, and industry adjacent um, mm. they have come into our industry and be like, this isn't what I thought it is. Be like, no, it's not what you think uh, no, it is. No, it's um, not. It's, well, it's I, actual work. Well, no, I think it's more for me... <laughs> And carefully, too. I mean, I know we seem like we're reckless in our conversations, but we're not. That's you see, especially. That's they see it, though. Yeah. Like that of we're course, too, that's how they see it. We're too open. Yeah. Like, well, I don't talk about Star Wars specifically with numbers, but like, oh, well, you promote other brands. I'm like, 
you think this is promoting brands? It's not promoting. No, it's not yeah. promoting Oftentimes brands. it's shitting on them. Oftentimes <laughs> it's just talking about what they're doing. If, if it's Wilson, if it's Wilson here, yes, we should. Well, I mean, it's, if Wilson's on, it's either a Castle and Key um, presentation it's, or it's, it's, shitting on another brand. It is. It is Castle and Key centric sometimes. I, I, that's okay. Well, and I love Wilson's perspective too because he's oh, yeah, he's unapologetically contrarian. Yeah, you know, to it's where great. it's yeah, it's 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 very good. We need to stop sucking the dick of all these brands. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jake. Well, spin <laughs> real guys. That might be right. Why they don't want me on? Um, no, but I, I mean, it, at the same point though, it's like for one, what difference does it make? For one, the presumption of people actually wanting to hear what we have to say to me is ridiculous. But I enjoy that people give you feedback and you give us feedback and it actually leads Mm -hmm. to things sometimes too. Um, especially when you're doing a live broadcast at Wisconsin whiskey fest Weird. and Susan jumps in. Yeah. And (laughs) versus the other podcasters out there, the other people that occupy the internet with their useless shit that they project out there. Like Um, tasting notes, tasting notes. Um, There are guidelines to it. That is uh, that. And this is something that I've been saying for years um, that I'm a big sucker for verbiage and nomenclature um, and ratings, even to a degree that like you get out there, like it's so subjective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There are ways to lead people. Yeah. Um, and this is managing expectations from a tasting point of view. But mm-hmm. if I'm doing a tasting and, and we were talking about this earlier, Jake, that like with how many virtual tastings we did mm-hmm. at, during the pandemic, I asked maybe two of my vir- like zoom meetings or zoom tastings. So what is everybody tasting? Really? And either nobody said anything or everybody had something to say. And it's just like, Oh, okay. But I mean, like putting yourself out there, like, I think it's awesome because you're non-agenda driven. This was not scripted. We did not talk about anything before this happened. Don't what page it. are we on? It's, it's conversational. Uh, turn the page. <laughs> oh. Scene two. Scene two. That's one. <laughs> Steve and... Shotguns of Montaki. Yes. Ah. <laughs> yes. Toss me one. I was at, a, at Nickel City the other night in Austin. They were shotgunning uh, Red Bulls. That's, what? That seems about right what? for Nickel City. <laughs> <laughs> like you want one? I'm like, no, I'm good. I, I love Nickel City, but yeah. if no, I'm, not, I'm obviously like for me, it's like I go there during the day when I'm in Austin. It is a good day drinking it's bar. It's a great day drinking bar. Yeah. When you go there during the night, and this is probably why I don't get go out at night very much anymore. Is uh-huh. because like you go there to be seen. It's a thing. It is, yeah. Um, which is great for them. It's obviously they've got a wildly successful business. Yeah, it's, I'm there at like eleven o'clock on a Wednesday, and it's packed. Yeah, but if I shotgun a Red Bull, I'd be up for like three days. Well, that's why they're shotgunning. I mean, yeah. it was, I mean, I mean they are bartending, mainlining and it, energy. And it was the girl sitting next to me. Uh, if you haven't been to Garage Bar in Austin, top Good ten, spot. top ten bars I've ever been to. Wow. Yeah. Really. Top ten. Good Easy. spot. Wow. It's just it's a cool room. It is. Huh. Cocktails. Um, I don't remember the last cocktail I had there. It's just it's such Great a cocktail. juxtaposition. Great cocktail scene. Yeah. That it's a program. Yeah. Favorite Austin bar now? It's kind of, well, probably my favorite Austin bar is Treasury. Have you been there? It's a speakeasy no. next to Shangri La. It's a cocktail bar. No, I haven't. Oh, um, I was at Shangri La though. It was, um, uh, it's we, like were, a, we were having drinks there before the High Viz uh, show. Oh, right. Well, 
Yeah, it's a it's a like legit speakeasy where it, it's very difficult to find, even though you could be standing on the door next <laughs> to it. So it's not on like Time Out Austin's top ten speakeasies you should go to. It probably is because twenty speakeasies <laughs> there. Every time I see one of those, I just like want to push a puppy down They're the all, stairs. Garage bars, like, garage so bars on all those lists. What's up? Garage bars on all those lists. It's not a speakeasy though. Here are the steps to get in. Yeah, it your is. Favorite yeah, here's what to do. It's like Nintendo Power for alcoholics. It's a speakeasy. It's a speakeasy. Bring your power what? glove. It's a speakeasy. That's what they sell. Garage bar? No, it's hard to find. It's not a speakeasy. That's a good point. It's hard to find. Would you consider floppy disk a speakeasy? No, not at all. But you have to get a code from another bar to get in there. It's not a speakeasy. (laughs) Not a speakeasy. (laughs) My my definition of speakeasy are are very strict. Okay, let me explain treasury then. So you're in Shangri-La. You walk in, it's a giant bar, Steve. Oh, okay. it's right. You go through the wall in Shangri-La to get to... That's the door. Right. But you don't go through that door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have, that, that, that's the door to it. I saw people going in there when I was there. It'd be only staff. I was not curious. I'm like, that looks like a thing, a process. I'm like, I'm just here to It kind out. of is. So you have to go... I'm, I'm not so, here to be seen you, doing anything. Outside. I just want to fucking do you've it. you been outside in Shangri-La. No. In the back patio. No, no, no. So the back patio is about a... It's a... Two-story staircase. Okay. Giant back patio, food truck, another bar in the back there out of a food truck thing. Okay. Well, in the corner, back towards the bar, is a is a door with a green light, and the green light's on, they're open. Then you're going to buzz in, wait for them to buzz you in, and then walk down another case of, staircase of stairs and around a corner, and then you're in the bar. That's not a speakeasy to me, though. What the fuck? Fuck a speakeasy. Then. It's not a speakeasy. For me, a what speakeasy you, is you need a slot. It's a slot. password. There's a me- password. Um, <laughs> there's a buzz. It's a, it's a for me. There's a club aspect to it there, too. What then? How is floppy disk not a speakeasy? You have to go to Firehouse and get a code and then go. I over think there. speakeasies are impossible because of the internet. Well, sure, sure. Yes. It's it's Wait, lost the romance. Do speakeasies exist in your mind right now? No, speakeasies don't okay. exist. Okay, oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I don't Eric think I don't think they exist. They don't. It's it's kind of like a it, to me. Speakeasies are almost like a secret society sort of thing, the, like a fraternal mm-hmm. order. So the one that I always, almost key, almost key clubby, but not sure, quite key sure. clubby. The one that I would bring up the most, even though they, the bartenders kind of told you with overflow, was Lower Broadway. Yeah, you don't even know about that. Where's that? It that doesn't exist anymore. They're closed. Um, it was Brendan's. Next, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Next That's, to the uh, Laugh Factory. Is that other place still there? The the owner yeah. from Dram Shop opened bought that place. Is that his? Yeah. Oh, I forget um, what it's called. Muse. Muse. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if that downstairs. So down there's a downstairs like. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> super creepy and weird and fantastic in yeah. every way. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was like our neighborhood bar. When they closed, I think in 2018, they just had a, a neighborhood party, free. Every, I mean, everything is free. For me, a speakeasy is when a person actually grants you permission to Yeah, that's enter what it was. Like it, it, something a, that otherwise is not accessible they had a through. Light, but you wouldn't know beep, it's there beep, unless the person said, a hey, go downstairs. Yeah, I mean, it, there's speakeasies don't have a process in which to get in. Speakeasies have that personal attention. Of like, oh, um, I don't know what you're talking about, or well, that's hey, your opinion. Steve Malloy sent well, me in like here. Those. Oh, Steve Malloy sent you. Yeah, you're good. You're part of the mm. club, oh, like that sort of thing. Baby, you know what I mean? <laughs> Should we tell them about Steve Malloy's uh, speakeasy called the Ginger Ninja? <laughs> <laughs> the Ginger Ninja coming to a theater Dude, near all you. All right, cut that, please. <laughs> 
Why? No one's meant to know about that. Well, there's another thing that no one's meant to know about, oh, Steve. Oh, oh, here we go. No, here um, we are. Good segue. Good segue. Uh, we are recording this before it happens, obviously. Mm. Um, I begrudgingly cannot help you out with this venture, which is you should a story just, for You should show. just quit. I might have. <laughs> no, you've no, you've toyed you've toyed with me before on this. Um, with quitting, <laughs> quitting. Kino, you always make that joke, like quitting. My Kino, last day is next week for Keen the Lake. Yeah. Oh, for Keen. Yeah. <laughs> well, that 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 yeah. was a dream. Yeah, you did that last notice. time we we sat up here and yeah. talked, and we all bought it. Like you said, you set the hook yeah. on the whole yeah. thing no, no, with I, that I, one. No, man. Yeah, you're like my last day, September thirtieth. Fuck, really? What? Was Star Wars? Star Wars. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, no, I was legitimately... I thought you were talking about Keen the Lake, because I was legitimately thinking of just ending this. Oh, there was that, too. Um, oh, you've had people which, rally around you. You best not. I, that, was a, that was a cry for not help. No, it was, it was, it was just... No, it wasn't... No, it was just... It's, it was overwhelming. We had so many guests. It's just wholehearted. Yeah. But and people, you do it for free. Yeah. Which, I mean... If anybody wants to sponsor Keen the Lake, I'm gladly taking listeners. That's the problem. I'm good like, Mark... I'm good at marketing and ideas, but business, not so much. Um, yes. <laughs> you are an artist after all. Uh, allegedly. But. Uh, Gicle. 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 I used to sell art. Those were the days. Yeah, those were the days. Anyway. Living in the mountains of Santa Fe. I actually just sold something. Um, Art-wise? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I repurposed a whiskey barrel to like kind of open and close mm-hmm. like from the top up. Oh, cool. Uh, I sold it to Dave Schmier of Proof and Wood. Never heard of him. And I love Dave. I love him. Um, him wanting this thing that I did. I just kind of put it out there. I finished it like in March. Yeah. And I did like an Instagram reel. And Dave was like, how much do you want for that? And I'm like, let's talk. I need it in Connecticut. Well, the thing is, like, <laughs> what made me nervous was shipping it to Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's a whiskey barrel, so it's oak, so it's mm-hmm. sturdy. Shipped oh. it to Connecticut. Uh, it's a remote-powered actuator, basically like a t- like a TV riser. Gets to Connecticut and it doesn't work. Oh no! I know this was my Tuesday. Like oh, I'm I'm in God. like the middle of like meetings. I'm like Dave, I love you, but I'm waiting to talk to Mike at Delilah's. Um, let, let's let's jump on a call. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I'm wearing my steel-toed boots, so it's not gonna hurt. <laughs> not gonna hurt my toes with that name I dropped. Um. And I'm like, so that was my Tuesday. So I'm like, I, I need to like fly out to Connecticut to fix this fucking thing for him. Yeah. Mm. Selling art is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Using the term very loosely. But I'm like, he paid me a huge compliment by showing interest in something I created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how no, it that's is. awesome. Like you Man, you've been putting creative. up stuff here and there. It's been, it's been really cool yeah. seeing all your woodworking. and Putting something and out there creatively. I think Jesus. Jake just pooped his pants. <laughs> Jake, it's okay. Good old fudge and hoogies. Um but you guys know what it's like when you put yourself what that's what she said when you put yourself out there creatively it's yeah it's a naked experience and mm-hmm. you're just like okay i'm being vulnerable and you are now. a nudist there's a reason and i was so worried about shipping this thing to connecticut that I'm yeah like, oh, i don't know like do you put it in a box what do you do uh shipped at fedex ups it Ooh, i might be able to claim something with them okay, sure i'll need to look at mm. this okay anyway go. sorry all right what what project are you guys working on? Okay, you don't know about it. I don't um, know about it. I'm not working on it, so that's unfortunate. Yeah, the opportunity I was, to. I was stalling while you were wincing. In I unfortunately have pain, apparently. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it still hurts, but I have to go do a work trip instead of going and joining Steve 
on a little oh, adventure. That's what she said. Nah. 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 Joining Steve on a little adventure <laughs> down I-65 to Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Many listeners may know that I have a long history with a little distillery, little outfit out of Claremont, Kentucky named Jim Beam. Little of you might know that my grandfather worked at Jim Beam while one luminary of the whiskey world decided to start making his own brand of whiskey based on his name. He made bourbon that was very delicious, was originally given given away to customers as he researched this in a form of a single I love how Eric is in a, in a form of a single barrel. Just... Then <laughs> Uh, one of his marketing people, Christine, I, I can never say her last name, mm-hmm. Diva Jen something, mm-hmm. um, decided to tell this luminary that you need to start marketing this whiskey and selling this whiskey to the world because it's fantastic and different than everything that we do. So they took this whiskey on a road show. Unfortunately, uh, in the early 2000s, Booker No passed away. My grandfather retired the same year. Hmm. Um, that Booker passed away, but before he did pass away and my grandpa retired, he Booker autographed a few bottles um, of Booker's to my grandpa, along oh. with his son and Fred, and even uh, he got some bottles from Baker as well, um, with a little message written on the bottles and autographed. So I always thought, as I started working in this whiskey industry, that it would be an amazing experience to become the national brand ambassador of Booker's. <laughs> Which is never gonna, goal. yeah, never gonna but, happen. The brand will never need it. But uh, it's just a funny joke I throw around. <laughs> I throw around. My boss knows that if that ever happens, like he's like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to do that. So uh, my grandpa was there in the distillery when Booker's was created. Um, helped in some capacity, I know, with that um, in a way, just based on the notes he's left behind for me um, to look through as his days at Jim Beam. So Steve got a call a few weeks ago with a lead on a Booker single barrel, which until earlier this year, (laughs) which I want to say, Eric just looked at me and mouthed, fuck you until, until earlier this year. Um, there hadn't really been any out in the market. There's supposedly some floating around like Indiana back in the day Mm -hmm. and other parts to, um, very great customers that Booker relied on to sell his whiskey. Yeah. Those are, ghost stories and those yeah, are born from exactly. necessity man. yeah, right. we, yeah. Don't, we don't know what those are if right. they really do exist i talked to people who said they, they've seen them they've seen sure. bottles of them not for sale they've seen bottles of them. <laughs> they might exist but uh their one one came on sale for charity earlier this year mm-hmm. for the first time oh that's right basically yeah. in let's say modern whiskey days mm-hmm. and then calling that from like 2000 and it was like a whatever. hospital charity. yeah cool great great yeah amazing experience right so Steve calls me and he's like, hey, I got a lead on a Booker's Barrel down in Nashville. You're in. And I'm like, absolutely. Until <laughs> I realized it was the same timing as a work trip for me to California. My boss is saying, you should quit. Okay, so what do you mean by a Booker's Barrel? I thought. So, right, so, so the Booker's Barrel is occupied by somebody else right now. That'll let Steve explain how he's getting a Booker's single barrel. And bringing it to the Chicago land area. So, have you heard Fantastic of bastard. the Nashville Barrel Company? Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. So apparently, they guys come there. out. 
<laughs> Here they are. Um, <laughs> fucking Astrid so Kutcher, me man. I don't apparently know. Apparently, <laughs> the 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 owner there has crazy connections. Sure. And he's got some Booker's barrels that just turned nine years old. And he's got Heaven Hill barrels. He's got all sorts of crazy shit that nobody is able to source. Sure. I don't know how he has them. Honestly, and I don't ask a lot of questions as long as there's bookers on the... For <laughs> listeners out there, <laughs> the, 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 av- the average bookers is um, high six-year-old whiskey. This is a nine-year-old right. barrel. Yep. Yeah, which is nuts. Um, that's bonkers. So, yeah, through a connection with another retailer that's tight with him, he kind of vouched for me and, you know, was like, yeah, here's a number. Call the guy. I'm like, okay. And we hit that's it off, cool, and man. it was that's like right away, like... You know, he was going to treasure hunting. He was going to send me some samples, and then I was like, "Can we come? Can we come down?" He's like, "That's what I prefer." Like, looks like we're going to Nashville. Let's go. Yeah. So that's really cool. um, That's exciting. Yeah. So sometime first quarter, um, we'll have a barrel of Booker's. Yeah, we're recording on a Friday right now, and on Tuesday, Steve will have chosen his Booker's barrel. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Super pumped. And to your point earlier about, you know... Is this going to be put out under the Nashville label? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Through your store. Yes. Yeah. And yep. I'm assuming, you, well, well, I'm assuming <clears throat> you can't have anything with Booker's associated on that. No, but I can shout it from the rooftops. Really? So we can't... That's super there's cool, Because no, yeah. a lot of their barrels do say where the, it's sourced from. Well, it says sourced from um, Jim Beam. I don't know. That's a good question. Interesting. I just bought, a barrel, sure. I just bought a barrel there, a bottle of theirs the other day in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, well, maybe just had the mash bill on it. Another reason why I need to be down there to record a podcast. If they, <laughs> if they have the mash bill on it, they probably, it's probably not a, anyway, probably not a beam barrel because yeah. they don't disclose. We don't need that. to talk. We probably shouldn't talk pricing or how to get it right now until it's right. Right. right okay. Right. Cause we'll talk, we'll yeah. do we'll, do, be... we'll obviously do a podcast. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, no, we're we're doing a podcast. single barrel. <laughs> we are doing yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. If you I will be here old, waiting. If you buy an yeah. old elk or Star Wars single barrel from Malloy's, you'll get a chance to buy it. I, that's what <laughs> there you go. That's what we need I to like do. That. That's what we need get to do. Get a ticket yeah, yeah. for the opportunity to purchase. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Stand on the shoulders of the if small If you can guys. come to the store and name a uh, brand that's been on Keena Lake prominently, and they have a single barrel of their brand in Malloy's, you can buy one of those barrels by guessing to have a chance to buy a bottle of the book. <laughs> See, I agree with that. I'm glad we're recording this so we can because you're, uh, write we, that down do later. Do you have any idea how many bottles this will yield being a nine-year-old barrel? I don't. Okay. I don't. Um, yeah, that's something I meant to ask, but now I'm just kind of... Um, that's I'll really exciting. Next week. But yeah, it's, super I'm super cool. pumped. Are you going to call... Mm. What? Here's the marketing mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're getting it in Nashville... Barrel Project, um, it's right, right? Nashville Barrel 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 Bourbon, Company. Barrel Company. Uh, I always want to say Nashville Bourbon Project. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but um, are you allowed to do your own custom sticker? Um, I think we can do anything. They're pretty right loose. They're cool dudes. Yeah, from the one time I met them briefly at another distillery. I think mm-hmm. just also, putting it in like one of those boxes with the little plexiglass sliders. <laughs> okay, <in it laughs> so that that's enough of a push. That. Wow. But also, you That'd take the crazy. you take the the seal, totally the Booker the Booker seal, and call it Malloy's batch. How every name's named after something with a do. Right, we should cut this part. Just <laughs> why? No, not really. I'm just why? Uh, so like like Man, choose like your color. Everything's always colorized, and everything's a batch, and then it has like 
02003. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we have one right there. Um, never heard of it. Uh, but that would be a really cool sentiment to oh, the brand. That way people like, well, no. That That's an interesting thing to start having those you, fashion now. You can't I wish av- we knew a woodworker. Adver- you can't advertise it as... <laughs> You can't advertise it as a Booker's Barrel, but the people in the know will know. That's right. the challenge yep. is like, how do you find a way to be complimentary to like, the yeah, heritage without, without ripping it off? Right. Yeah. You know? I think that's a compliment right there. Oh, I totally, do too. I completely totally. agree. It's not like some jackass putting a, a koala sticker on a barrel or a bottle or something. So <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know either. <laughs> Coming soon to a Malloy's. December 7th. <laughs> December 7th. Uh, no. Yes. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. We're over the moon. And I, I mean, mean, to the, your point earlier, how like do you, I don't even know how to sell the rarity of this. It's. Did I? <laughs> you're not selling it. You're letting people buy the rarity at this point. There's no. No. What I'm saying is like how, the fact that this exists, these barrels it's don't crazy. exist. Yeah. I mean, well, mm, it depends on when They've this person in Illinois. That's for it sure. depends on when this person purchased it. From Jim Beam. Never heard of them. Um, again, they're going to be big. Uh, Maker's Mark and Eagle uh, Eagle Rare. you got to watch these brands. They're going to be big this year. If this old tub hits. <laughs> then they're, that's bread and butter pudding right there, man. Um, Easy street. But I think like what you could do with this bourbon, with this pick, is make a giant party around it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm calling people out. Booker would have loved that. Mikey, you got to come up from New Orleans. No oh, shit. For it. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, you got to come from San Diego for this. Mm-hmm. Like you, people will come mm-hmm. across the country to try these to try to get a bottle. You are selling. Can I say how you're selling it? Say how I'm selling it. Yeah, because you aren't you doing it a little bit differently than you usually do. Am I? I thought you were doing it. Online. You're letting oh, people. There, there will be that aspect. Yeah. You're oh, letting you're sure. letting people buy whatever we don't acquire. Exactly. Cool. I'll take eight. There'll be three. I'll bar- take there'll eight. Be, I'll take there'll, eight. There'll be a case available on the keenlight.com website. Twenty five. <laughs> it's gonna be. I assume it's gonna be pricey. Yeah. It's it's gonna be in the ballpark of one fifty. I think. Oh, that's, that's not bad. Thought. I'll take maybe more. I'll take I'll take <laughs> half of one. That's not bad. Maybe more. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're gonna pay for it, but it is. It it promises to be fucking nuts. That's definitely one. So of those, I can't. That, that's definitely one of those bottles that. When do I open? I'm going to open yeah, it, but right, when do right, I? Who's right. who's around for the right occasion for this to yep, have? Right. Yeah. That's well, super and that's cool. it, not to, any of you assholes. To your point earlier, like between <laughs> LTOs and single barrels, and yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. It, maybe waning or whatever. I'm more. I waxing. mean, next <laughs> next. Year, that's I pick that up. Um, uh, <laughs> I forget what I was gonna say. Derailed. Um, so that oh man, you're back. Um, uh, no, n- next year. Next year, we're really gonna focus on doing just special, being a little more um, uh, exacting on what barrels we pick. Okay. Um, to set ourselves apart. Yeah. You know, because I think that's the way to go when, you know, you have gas stations that have barrels, you have breweries that have barrels, you have... What gas station has barrels? Um, It's not open field running anymore. I'll tell you later. Like, it it really is. But, I mean, they're all over the place. Um, Well, one of the... Actually, there was a single barrels in Galena, I believe, of Blum Brothers, like the Casey's Casey's gas station. Really? I think so. I feel like there was. (laughs) That makes sense, though. I mean, and what they're charging for. There's like... 
if you go down to like, <laughs> Sorry, there's like gas station. Oh, uh, I mean, Gold Eagle had a couple, and they were like over a hundred bucks for a single oil for, 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 for Yep, for the eight year old stuff. Yeah, they they had two of them. I think there was, I think it was Ryan, uh, Matthew, Bourbon. Michael. You need to talk to me about some. Um, there yeah. is a gas station C store chain, hmm. um, Illinois side of St. Louis that bought three barrels from me earlier this year and they they all sold really quickly yeah so i mean you just just never know yeah yeah yeah. i mean i I don't blame you know i mean it's it's um it's it's hard to say it just seems like the net is cast so wide it is by a lot of the distributors and a lot of the brands and a lot i mean everybody um that it's uh, i don't think i would sell a single barrel to a gas station I don't think it'd move. Right. I don't either. For Star Wars. I don't either. But they're there. Wow. And they're, you know, they're, I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah. And so that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, next, next year, I think the focus is going to be more on doing um, you know, more special barrels that can be, you can build a story around and really be more. Well, do I have a pitch for you? Uh, discerning with what we pick. Sure. And we'll still pick a bunch. That's a great idea. Oh, I hope. It's, but, a great, it's a great approach. But like, you know, just have a better focus rather than, oh, we have to go down and do these, yeah. you know, because everybody has them. Oh, may, may I, say, may I seemed... say you're pivoting? Oh, God. Son of a bitch <laughs> bastard. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I know that you and, and your stores have been working very hard to develop your single barrel culture over the last couple of years and with, with success. But taking the rose-colored glasses off is a brutal truth right. of what we do. And that, like, okay, cool, I like your whiskey, um, whatever brand it is, but Girl. I can't afford to sit on $10,000 worth of stock for right. a year. Right, And having those conversations and building yeah. in events and whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get it done yeah, as opposed to cool thanks uh that helps me hit my numbers um let me know if you need anything else it's like well yeah we need you to show up mm-hmm. you know and, and we were talking about that over um over in wheaton today one one town over that <laughs> it's a far ride it's a far ride it's a hell of a sister commute. town hell of a commute um it's far right but just getting into that repetition of especially the further you get away from a city center like chicago and you get into the suburbs you find those pockets of places that really support you and yeah. getting into that rotation of like, I'm going to spend today in Glen Ellen. I'm going to go mm-hmm. hit those places, say hi to people, hopefully build it around an event or something right. like that. Yeah. And oh, wow, that's musical. Oh. Is that the time to talk about stunning? <laughs> yeah, it could be the stunning call. <laughs> the stunning bell. Friends, it says in the middle. No, that's a great point, Eric. Because uh, you do have to find where the brand is going to succeed. I've yeah. talked to I talked to yep. a lot of brands recently. We did just have these conversations, you know, through through work and through the podcast. They they ask us that, and I think it goes back to that conversation we had with Dancing Go about owning your backyard. But I have to figure out like, you know, if you're if you're a national brand that if you're an international brand or you're a brand that's um, I don't know, Wisconsin for lack of a better thought, going out to California, like how do you make if you're going to set your sights on selling in California from Wisconsin, you still have to find your backyard inside of there mm-hmm. and yeah. find like where, 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 your, where yeah. your wins are. Right. 
And I think that's a great move, Steve. Like I wouldn't do any more Maker's Mark or single barrels with the Buffalo Trace. I mean, I would focus on brands like Star Wars and no, Old I, Elk. And I, t- I told Sazerac to like. Oh, I was just joking. Whatever. Are you being serious? No. <laughs> Damn it! You Hell got me. Hell you no. got, me. got it back. No, man. No, no, no. Hey, we've got a foot or our uh, foot in the door with them. We're getting an extra barrel this year, so I'm fine with that. But. Um, but no, I mean, generally it's, I hear what you're saying. It's it's, just, I don't want to do it by, are we not doing a single barrel, single barrel trip to to Kentucky? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I'm not saying that. Okay. But I'm saying it's going to be top tier uh, shit only. You still owe me a night in a hotel room together. Or I owe you. I owe you. Um, you owe me because you didn't show up to KBF. Sorry. I was working once again. Whatever. (laughs) What do you have to show for it? Not KBF um, memories. A single barrel. Not Nichols, memories. A Nickel City single barrel. All right. Yep. All right. Yeah. We'll let it slide. Is uh, that good? All right. A national cocktail time. program with a little company out of New York. Okay. And all right. All right. Oh, you don't have actually, to. Actually, which actually would have been. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to tell us. Yeah. Uh, Eric actually, is going to. Pee which is actually the account I was telling you about in Nashville. That I have a new cocktail place from that that I'd like to go support while we were down there picking the Booker's Barrel. Mm. How that could have all turned out simpatico. Dude, you should really just come and be like, I missed my flight. We're in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow the lines got crossed. I don't, know, I, I don't know what happened. I got on I, I got on I sixty five for some reason. Oh no, I got on fifty five to go to O'Hare and just like yeah, kept going. Just kept south. going. <laughs> Kept going. I, I like, didn't pay attention to signs, and airport, suddenly this airport's really far out, huh? I, I was at the National Barrel Company, no, and I, I saw my friends. I don't have friends. Yes, you know what? Yes, you do. Oh, that's good. One's right here. <laughs> one's taking a piss, <laughs> and one and the other's taking a piss. That's it. That's all the friends I have. No, I'm really excited for for you for. Oh man, like Chi- for Chicago too, like yeah. Illinois. It happens. Yeah, man. Booker Single Barrel. Man, that's yep. gonna bring in a lot. Of, it's gonna. That's gonna obviously, be not crazy. everybody's gonna get one that wants one, but it'll bring a lot of attraction to your store. Absolutely, they can that buy. And, they can buy and, a I mean, single barrel this, of yeah. I mean, that's that's another one. It's coming sooner. Yeah, but what it's gonna do for so we have, we're drinking Stoning, which is okay. a Danish yes. distiller. No, no, no. I'm not about to talk about that. I'm just saying we're drinking Stoning. Like, how many people are gonna come into your store? And see stunning that they've never heard of before because right. they're coming in for a book or a single barrel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got stunning out front and center. I don't know why. Um, so I've, could, I mean, really, because I fucking love it and it's selling well. I do too. It's, I mean, everything is good from them. Yeah, no, it's so it just, I, like we were kind of joking about online a few of us earlier today or yesterday, just, you know, world whiskey is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's growing, mean, dude. Yeah. It's growing, and and you know, there's more rising coming. tides lift all boats, right? Allegedly, so, we'll see. We shall see. We'll see. So, well, did you try this yet? That's the first one, right? That's stunning the rye. Stunning yeah. rye. It's wonderful. That's the workhorse. I, yeah, I don't even know what. It's really wonderful. Maybe people tell me like what they think the best is. They're like, ah, oh, just do this one. It's the best one. I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Chocolatey. They're, they're 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 different. I don't know if there's a best one in my opinion. I probably they're very different. Yeah, I've had bottles. I maybe actually, I don't think I ever have some in the pocket. We have the same investment, right? Companies, right? Company behind us at Starward. Mm-hmm. So I've drank their stuff um, before they came into the U.S. market. Mm-hmm. I uh, uh, gave some advice to you know 
our investors like I'd probably go with this one. Yeah, that's a good one. To get into. <laughs> so you're the reason that they're am, sitting yes, on the table. I am right the here? reason why nice. they're in America. Yes, I like um, they owe pretty you. much. Yeah, it's like more of a finder's fee, I think, or what, what, what would you call it? At the very least. From one of the two Dude, parties. Sweat equity, at the very sure. least. Yeah, yes, yes. When free bottles for life? That doesn't do much for me. No? Yeah. I'm, you can give them to me. Get all the space. <laughs> space. You got a storage uh, I do have a storage unit. unit. Come on. For work. Okay, but oh, whatever. what I'm thinking okay. when I look at these bottles and seeing Danish whiskey. They're so cool. Yes. Um, don't know the price on them. A million uh, the, dollars. The it's like 70, 80, 70, 80, 90, I think. Okay, so the rye is seventy bucks. Uh, it's it's wonderful it's, rye. It's very mm-hmm. wonderful rye. The way Malted I see rye. I see somebody like like you have like your stores where it's an advanced whiskey selection that you have. It makes me think of when I was tending bar. How often do people come into your store, see what you have? And then just revert back to what they know. They're like, oh, I don't know about all this, especially at seventy bucks. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you can't unroll those dice. I mean, that's um, when how, how do you? Dice. That's how part you, of the job of having twice. people in store that have tasted it and are able to maneuver and kind of guide people sure. towards. And having open bottles, of course, really helps too. Sure. Um, so you know what to expect, rather than making a ninety dollar gamble. Um, making the mark on a $90 gamble. Thanks. Thank you for adding that. You're welcome. (laughs) Do you, from a retail perspective, um, and it's not my background being retail. Um, obviously how (laughs) clearly (laughs) what, what is the biggest challenge that you face and, and that your staff faces with getting people to take a bet on another brand? You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things that it's part of trust building mm-hmm. that like if right, you recommend right. something and they like it, they're going to come back. Right. I mean, which is the ultimate goal. For sure. It's like a trust fall. Um, I mean, there's your barrel picks. I'll buy one. one of your barrel picks blind because I trust you. Mm-hmm. I trust your palate. One I, of the three. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet. Cut that. Um, um, but that sort of thing. Like, like you guys know, I don't know how to edit anything, right? <laughs> we know. Yes. We know. Okay. We don't expect much. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's thankfully we've we've built up a good stable of you know regulars mm-hmm. that that I think do trust us and do see you know I mean we we're we're super active on social media and posting about I mean we definitely posted about Stoning here um, because every bottle's super solid and you know and they got something for everybody so if you're into this this one's yours this if you're into Scotch this one's yours um, sure. And with, with smaller brands that are trying to start with you, mm-hmm. how do you manage their expectations and temper their expectations as well? It goes both ways. Uh, I, I, I try not to give them expectations, really. I mean, okay. if, if I try it and I think it's good, I'm one palate. But, I sure. mean, I can help curate things here, obviously. Sure. Um, but but it's really a, a matter of getting it into people's mouths and it's a matter of... That's what um, she said. Of yes. Lee. <laughs> well, Nailed it. Uh, talk about lo- low-hanging fruit. Um, <laughs> and it's a matter of, uh, you know, building on that trust and, and, and hoping people trust that, that's, um, that you wouldn't lead sure. them astray, right? So It, it takes time. And, and what I find frustrating and started to feel frustrated with, and this was when I was still bartending when 
our industry was not nearly as noisy as it is now mm-hmm. was um, getting people to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a big part of my virtual tastings too during mm-hmm. the pandemic was just leading through basic whiskey categories and being like, how would you compare this to this? Mm. And Americans are very much like this as comparative drinking. Right. Um, we like putting things in categories and boxes. And and getting, seeing that return, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just like get, when you get those people that are like, oh, I really like this. What do you have that's like it? Right. That's when you got them. Yep. You know, as opposed to just like, well... Somebody I've never met, I heard something or read something somewhere that I should have this, so gimme, gimme, gimme. Right. And it's just like, yeah, okay, cool. We have to placate that. I get it. Right. Um, it's it's uh, part of part of the game. It's... Noisy noisy is important. I don't mean to be pejorative or, or anything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. towards that term. It's important. Right. But cutting through it, especially as a small brand, as Jake poops his pants again. um just grunt cutting through that noise as a smaller brand is exceedingly challenging and only more so every day especially with an australian single malt i I can't even imagine the the, the waters are more muddied every day for sure sure but that makes our job more important that Mm, you know we're there to do you do you think do you think there's going to be a point to where everything calms down and if so, what does that look like? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. That's a loaded fucking question. It's too much of a loaded question an hour and 10 minutes into a podcast. <laughs> 16, 17 minutes. Come on. We keep going. It's a marathon. This. We have an event tonight to attend. We do. And we have a bar to go to before. We We've only had one stunning, though. It's they can come on and talk about whenever they want to. They, they need to. Hannah, you open get... invite. Do yep. they have American representation? Do they have somebody in the states? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So Hannah's the market manager. She's in New York, um, and they also have a. Uh, they have a BA in New York too. They have a, a brand ambassador. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Chris, who's also New York based. They have a new Chicago ambassador as well. Cool. So what does the term brand ambassador mean? So Steve Malloy. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it. Uh, I love this stuff. Uh, me too. No, I do. I honestly, I can remember the first time I had it. In the about two years ago, fall of twenty twenty one, one of my I don't know how to, colleagues, I guess, mm-hmm. we were in his office and he had the bottles. He's part of our investment team, and okay. he's like, "I'm like, ah, are you guys investing in them?" And they had a bottle on the shelf behind this computer, and he's like, "Yeah, it's this new brand that we're gonna be taking on," and uh, it was Red is Chaos, correct? Yes. Yeah. So it was chaos, and I was like, "This is pretty interesting um, and fun to explore." Didn't even know. Well, they're the only they're the only Danish distillery, correct? Well, there's mm. more now. There's more now. They were. I think yeah. They were the initial. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, they've been around for what 17, 18 years doing. Some, really started in the yeah, yeah. early two thousands. They're they older. Started they're older than Star like Wars in a butchery. Yeah. Cool. Which I gave them the yeah. next title for their whiskey too. Oh, yeah, what was it? The Butcher. Oh, easy. Um, yep, just a marketing guy. He doesn't get paid you just, by anybody. Just grab that. I work for free for Star Wars. Wow. Work for bottles. Dave's got a deal. What a deal. I mean, I don't know. I'm not that good at my job, so. I, I, you aren't going to say anything. You promised you would not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, great brand. Another Another great 
example of what's happening in all parts of the world mm-hmm. making whiskey, yep. like what you said, muddies the waters. Like what you said at the counter makes my job more important. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I welcome the muddying the waters because yeah, you better. But like that, muddying <laughs> the like muddying the waters though for me it's it's exciting because it gives more air for everybody else too. Fresh air. You know, with with how big and. Uh, it's easy to be cynical, especially mm-hmm. as a whiskey oh, yeah. professional right now and over the last few years. You and I are but, the most cynical people in the world. Yeah, very much. Um, <laughs> Haven't but, picked up on that at but all. But it leaves so much underneath to be explored, like yeah. actual conversations, oh, yeah. uh, things like drinking Danish mm-hmm. whiskey, yeah. um, which I've never had, which is... No. It, it's, it, there's so much more interest to be had other yep. than noise. You can always there's probably broaden like, your horizons. There's probably a hundred Americans that had Australian whiskey before mm-hmm. this guy came into the market. Yeah, and now it's like 250? Yeah, uh, 200. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I lowball you? Yeah, just um, a bit. No, uh, uh, one of my buddies on Instagram posted yesterday he was at the kickoff event. Maybe you saw that yesterday. No. Um, from Dan Bourbon Hunt. God, this has like a Of one. Uh, he posted the, oh, the rye. Yeah, yeah, he loves that. the rye. Yeah, it's fantastic um, rye. And but he's Malted like straight up Real. American whiskey, bourbon, bourbon, bourbon. Yeah, um, and he was swayed by this and wrote a really nice post about how. Yeah, but bourbon. You know, it's but bourbon brought, is the new IPA. I mean, that's like oh, people. Are like, oh, no, 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 I only drink bourbon. No, it's like I'm just, really. Do I'm just you? saying. I read his post and I was like, I wow, if bourbon. they can sway him. Right. Okay. Like right. that's that's fair. That's kudos. That's that's been my job for five years is to turn all yeah. of you bourbon heads into and you're try up to, this. You're up to 150. 200. <laughs> 200. No, but I'm sure you hear that all the time, and and I'm sure was we, we just, all hear it all the time. They're no. like, oh, I don't, I don't care for whatever's not bourbon. I'm a bourbon person. And this is why right, our sure. jobs are important because yep. I was sitting in a meeting with people recently that work in the retail space and they were trying our full lineup of whiskey everything about it and they were just talking about the what it wasn't versus about what it was because they're like say that again they're talking they're talking about what it wasn't versus about what star Wars is they were comparing it to american whiskey to the state of the that they lived in the whiskey being produced there to rye to bourbon so they're, like, reverse cool. en- so they're reverse engineering no, verbiage rever- for it to fail. Sure, sure. And But without me or my coworker in that room, if, mm. they just wanted, if a distributor just brought that bottle, like, hey, this is a brand we got now. Want to try it? They've been like, oh, it's fine, but we'll just pass for now. But we sat with them for a very long period of time explaining the brand story, explaining what we're trying to do, and telling them, yeah, you tasted, you were 100% right about everything we are not because we are this. Right. But that doesn't right. come without boots on the ground. As it goes back to our conversation of owning your backyard, you own that backyard because you have people that are support you. And that's what the retail space has become for these brands, if, you, if you're interested in doing that. Sure. And, and from, from Old Elk's perspective, um, for me, I mean, we're not supposed to have a favorite baby, but Greg's rye is bulletproof. Always has been, always will be. I wonder why. That... <laughs> When people come up, especially with all the tastings and festivals that we've been doing and stuff like that, be like, ah, I don't, I don't like rye. Like, okay, well, can you do me a favor? Just try it. Just try it. And most people doing like, that's not what I expected rye to be. It's like, well, yeah, it's not it, on purpose. Yes. 
Go um, listen to episode 133 with Nick Moss to explain why the chemical reactions of rye are different based on the mash bills and the barrels that you use. It's a fantastic Dude. episode. Yeah. And, and I love that He's technique. Crazy. I'm not sure if that's the actual number, but it's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I should have them all memorized. I should. Disappointed. Episode one, me and Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Just bullshitting. Talking into a mic that didn't work. From one, <laughs> nice. side, from one side. From one side. That's uh, where Hey Ya World came from. I don't know where that came from, to be honest. I don't know. Apparently, Bo says that now because he forgot to say it when we were in the dancing, <laughs> which was that. hilarious. That was, awesome. that was we were just cracking. He up. beat Wilson to it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, um, I gotta go. So uh, this podcast is over. Thank you for listening, everybody out there. <laughs> no, no, no. You're being ejected. Exactly. Uh, Get out pay, of the porn Stay studios. tuned for that uh, Booker single barrel. We'll oh, we'll do probably multiple podcasts on that. I think we're gonna do my mind a podcast on it once we have a sample bottle available to us to try and then we will oh, obviously yeah. do that based around the release we'll get like some talking heads some think tanks around uh the sampling of that bottle because we need there's one we need to get taylor cope on here oh yeah he's uh i don't know if he's still with malt review hmm. but he's built an extensive um what do you call it spreadsheet mm-hmm. of every Booker's release and everything yeah. about it, so he knows everything about Booker's. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, there's a lot of people that will be very curious to trying it. A lot of people that I want to hear their thoughts on it and what their relationship is to Jim Beam and how important this this how ex- exclusive and how impressive and just how awesome this release is going to be. Dude, I can't it's wait. Exciting. I can't wait. It's very super. Exciting. Could you call my boss yeah. and ask if I can go? That's what you should. Yeah, done. that's what we that's should've what I should have done. done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as an alternative to you just quitting. Right. Can when's you quit your, for like a few days? When's your last day? A Star Wars? Yeah. Never. Monday. Baby. <laughs> uh, I signed a lifelong contract. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave insists. Dave isn't my boss anymore. I know. Okay. He was at one point. He likes to think he was. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the boss of you. Yeah. He's not the boss of me. Um, but yeah. Well, uh, Steve, thanks for hosting us. Yeah, man. Thanks Eric, for Eric, thanks for hanging out today. Um, Chris Blantner, thanks for showing up. Garrett Turnquist, thank you for showing up as well. Ooh. Ooh, shots slam. Fired. Shots he had fired. to build some things at home. Okay. Whatever. Good for him. Um, I have to build some <laughs> things at home, too. Good for him. Oh, for everybody out there, I don't just drink and be safe or something. I don't care anymore. Good sign up. My back hurts too much. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.